Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Mariel teaches high-ticket coaches how to increase their enrollment rates on their sales calls. I provide sales coaching for high-ticket coaches to help them increase their enrollment rate on their sales calls. And on this hot seat coaching call, we dive into how she's going to take her podcast and turn it into a sales and lead generation machine for her business. In some people's word, that's twenty dollars or $30,000 extra from a couple emails. Plus, on this coaching call, we're going to cover how she can incorporate a low-ticket membership or product into her podcast so she can downsell any leads that come to the show who are not a fit for her high-ticket offer. Personally, I would test a $97 one-time product. And then all those people that get in there, I would then upsell them into a membership. If that sounds good, check this episode out and let's dive in. Welcome to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners, where we talk about the very granular how-to tactics, as well as the big picture thinking you need to grow and multiply your listener base. My name is Luis Diaz. Let's dive in. What is the reason for transitioning the show from mainly solos to, to interview? A couple of different reasons, actually. Number one, and the, the first most important reason for me is just because it takes way less of my time and bandwidth. I spend so much of my time in client sessions that yeah. although I love the podcast and I'm very proud of what I've created with it, yeah. as you know, just it takes a lot of work to plan solo episodes, to record solo episodes, to edit the solo episodes, whereas interview-based podcasting just feels easier for me. I've been you know, a coach for 20 years. I love having conversations with people. Those episodes will require much less editing, much less thought. So it will just shorten the, the time frame that's involved in podcasting, which I think will make it much easier for me to stay consistent over the long haul. Yep. The other reason is that I think in terms of growing my podcast, leveraging other people's audiences is a wonderful way to do that. So there's definitely some things I would share from, I guess, my experience with interview shows, mm-hmm. they are, you're right, they are easier to plan because it's the guest's knowledge and experience and stories that you're mainly re- relying on, um, which is great. The hard part I've always found is the guest after that initial interview, getting the guest to share, you know, and, and post or promote it is difficult. Um, 
Mm -hmm. Ways to combat it is having a really clear system, mm -hmm. meaning the follow-up email, the episode is out email, all of that stuff has to be very well templatized. And there probably needs to be a couple of follow-up, like three three emails, like one the day of the interview, where's a template. And I don't even have this. I'm like speaking out of like, I know I should be doing this, but I don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, you know, so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Um, but there should be an email day of like, hey, thanks for the interview. Here's what's going to happen next. We're going to send you this link. We ask you to promote it or share it on your biggest or most popular channel. Um, in return, we'll be sharing it on ours, et cetera, et cetera. Then yeah. the day it comes out um, and then like saying, hey, here it is. Please do what we ask you to do. And then usually one, maybe a the day after that's like, hey, did you see that Marielle shared it with you on Instagram or shared you? You, on a story or link the post that you did for them on whatever channel mm -hmm. just to show that you did your end like your promote so that at worst case scenario they'll just hit the reshare button yeah um, mm -hmm. repost button which is great i like that actually that makes it really easy for them even if they just repost it that at least gets that out in front of their audience yeah exactly exactly um so that system Again, I don't have it for myself, but I've done it for other clients. I've written it. I probably have a template or email series somewhere. I should probably sell away <laughs> something. But that system, uh, the best shows that grow through the method we're talking about have a system. There is absolutely no way somebody is going to do this unless you have a lot of time on your hands, which I know you don't. There's no way you can do it without a system. It's kind of what I'm trying to say. So a VA plus system has to be in place. So besides that, how are you planning to monetize? So just for context, I want to just explain your business model for a second and that way we have it kind of time stamped here. Yeah. So my business model is I provide sales coaching for high ticket coaches to help them increase their enrollment rate on their sales calls. So in terms of monetizing the podcast, what I would like is for these episodes to get out in front of my guest audiences and for people who are looking for that type of support, whether it's for themselves as a coach or coaches who have a coaching company that want my support with their sales team. Right. Um, that that then lead to booked calls. Got it. So the second thing I would add to that email template, which I used to have this, but again, it's, I'm just a different place now. Um, the second thing I would do with those emails with guests, because all of those guests are great referral partners. Yeah. Um, I would have a little spiel about, hey, just in case you didn't know, I you know I train high ticket coaches to so increase their enrollment rates and train sales teams. If mm -hmm. there's anyone of mine that comes, you know that comes to mind, happy to pay you 10%. Our average ticket sale is just to say 15 to $20,000. So we, we happy to pay out two to $3,000, whatever it is. Checks mm -hmm. to our referral partners. Just having that in there is a great like, oh, I'll keep that in mind. Like they probably won't act on it right away unless they know somebody. But if they know there's maybe something there for them down yeah. the road and it makes sense, then they're, it's an easy, you know, they can put two and two together yeah. um, and make a referral. So having a little spiel in that, one of those or two of those emails about like a referral program and who you serve, great way to just easily and casually share it with the guest. It's a great idea. So yeah, just having the referral opportunity in there for them. And and this is great for anyone else listening, like just easy way to, to leverage your guests. And I have a bunch of guests I'm actually going to do this with now. So, <laughs> so tons of guests we've been recording for our new show. How do you scale that? Um, I teach right, my clients the same thing too, that you have to ask for the referral. Most clients are happy to refer, but if we don't actually ask for it and make it easy for people to refer to us, oftentimes it won't happen. So I love embedding that into the email sequence. That's super easy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's the system, it's just like it's it's yep. it's a numbers game. It's like you interview 100 people, 50 of them are going to open it, 25 are going to read it, 10 are going to you know take action on it, and you get two or three sales, and that's like mm-hmm. in some people's word, that's 20 or 30 thousand dollars extra from a couple emails. Mm-hmm. So you know, so that's that's the thought there. Um, so monetizing, increasing the call, the amount of book calls is the first thing. Um, are the guests, because the, the thing I've always looked at is like with episodes, people are clicking on the title because they're, they're buying into what you're talking about. Meaning yep. the title is going to dictate who, um, who clicks on the episode, right? So if you have a episode around say podcasting, then people are people who have a need or a want to learn podcasting are going to click on that episode. They're not, they're not necessarily going to care about or want sales training. Mm-hmm. So that's always been my, it, it's, it's always a bit tough, right? So unless you're interviewing other people who may be competitors, which doesn't make sense for you to interview, mm-hmm. I would, um, I would look at like, maybe there's a way you can interview clients about like success stories or just their businesses. Yeah. I'm doing that as well. So like one interview per month with a client and then two industry experts and then probably one solo episode. I still have a lot that I want to share. And I think doing one solo episode a month is doable for me. Yeah. Uh, But I agree with that. And I've had great feedback from the client interviews that I've already done on the podcast. And a lot of, I use those instead of a webinar funnel. When I first met you, I was using a webinar funnel at that time. And now I just send the podcast to people and I'll send them like, you know, this particular client, I think you'd really relate to listen to this episode and right. that has worked really well. So I do plan to continue that. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. Cause the, the great piece you mentioned there is that you can use those as case studies, an actual like live case studies, not just a screenshot of like, yeah. you know, they're <laughs> saying something um, yeah. like a hyperbole. So yeah. So I think that those are great good sales teams do that. They'll like follow the prospect. Like here's like three client case studies that are just like you, same business model. And it gives the person something to kind of stew on and sit through if they're trying to make the decision. So I think that's great for follow-up and just pre-call, pre-framing the the value. So do you have any low ticket offers or products or anything like that, either, either out or that you're- Not at the moment. It's on my list of things to do. Okay. As I'm re-leveraging my time. And that's part of the reason why I want to be really disciplined with the amount of time I put into the podcast, because I have a whole host of other things that I want to get created in the business. Yeah. One of which is a lower ticket, more entry point offer. The vision of that low ticket product, because I think this is this is where the podcast can play in here and I'll, I'll illustrate in a second. Yeah. But the low ticket product is, is going to be some kind of mini course or script or something you can splinter off that you teach already, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I have a few different ideas for that. I also possibly might put my system into a what I would say lower ticket, what some people would say is an entry like high ticket offer mm. um, to get my get people through the system uh, prior to coming into coaching with me, just as I'm continuing to work on leveraging my time. But I think the initial low ticket offer would probably be something around how to book more sales calls. That's often a pain point for the people that are coming to me. They need more calls booked with more well-qualified leads. Yep. Yep. Okay. Actually, I could be- your leads, that type of thing. Got it. What would the low ticket entry point thing be? Like price range, like a thousand to five or- um, I, I'm not 000. sure yet. Probably three-ish, 3K. Okay. Give or take, but the, the initial low ticket would probably be around like 97. And one of the things I'm thinking- uh, I've seen people do this and I've got some great 
I've seen some great results with this. Um, there's a podcast called, it was called Hustle and Flowchart. Um, Matt Wolf and Joe Fear were the um, hosts of that for a while. And they, what they did with their show is they took the podcast, the transcripts from every episode and had a writer, a really like a good writer, write up like a Cliff Notes version of it. So they had really high profile guests on. They gave a lot of actionable marketing strategy that people actually wanted to use had the writer write up a Cliff Notes version of that and they put that into a vault of some sort. Mm -hmm. And that was like a bonus. That was like the product, but that could be a bonus piece that you could add value to that low ticket offer so that it's an absolute no brainer when people come to buy it because they're getting the low ticket $97 thing plus these interviews. And you could even, you know, if you had some really good episodes that you wanted to use, you could just hire a writer on Upwork or even maybe, I don't know this how good AI is these days, but you can even have AI give you the transcripts or give you the um, Cliff Notes version of those. Maybe you maybe it's modify them a little bit after yeah. it's done. And then that turns into some kind of fast action bonus. Um, that's literally just from a guest interview where they just shared like a, strat a Facebook ad strategy or something. Mm -hmm. um, it can be a standalone product. If you're already creating a product though, I think it would just be a good bonus. Um, and now you can mention that like, oh, like we actually took notes on this, on this interview. So if you want the notes, we have a low tick, we have like a, you know, our sales script actually comes with the cliff notes version of this episode. So if you want that, check that product out. Um, so that, yeah, it's a way to infuse kind of like the, this podcast, all this time you're spending on this, on this thing into an actual asset that you can use. It'll take a little bit of rephrasing. Yeah, that's another interesting idea. One other idea that I have, I don't know that I'm quite ready to do this yet, uh, but when I transition the podcast to video, one of the things that I'd like to do is have either one episode a month be a call-in show or have a paid membership that goes along with my podcast where people can stay with me and the guest afterwards. Yep. And then have a little bit of coaching. I love doing laser coaching. It's probably my favorite thing to do. Um, so that type of show would just suit my personality and my coaching style really well. So that's something that I'm really interested in. And I'm also interested in what your feedback or ideas are about that. Yeah, we actually have some clients who do that. They have like a paid community. They have a yep. free version of paid community. But essentially the members in the paid community get to stay back with the guest and mm -hmm. and the client or the the host and have like a Q&A session. The um, the thing with that is scheduling and logistics is kind of an issue because like, yeah. let's just say you do your calls every Wednesday, mm -hmm. you have to make sure the guest is cool, is, has time that, you know, then, or else yeah. you have to either move it and tell your audience members, or you have to, you know, figure out another time for both. So you have to kind of like account for two parties now, yeah. the live audience plus the guests, which can be a, a little difficult, not, not impossible. Keep that in mind. But that's a really good one. Um, especially if they are like just other complimentary services like lead gen, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, podcasting, um, referrals. Got a great guy who does, uh, he's a, done like over $10 million in referral revenue for his clients. So like other yeah. partners like that, it creates great podcast content, but then you have the Q&A session, which is like a value add. So instead of maybe letting that $97 ticket, a low ticket offer, maybe it's just a $97 community. Yeah. Um, sales, you know what I mean? And they get access to maybe like one, one laser call with you. So now it's a paid opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I've done a lot of group laser coaching where you just, you get like three to five minutes with me. That's it. Ask me right. one very specific question and I'll give you specific coaching just on that. 
Love and it. I find that that is really fun for me and really fun for the participants as well. And people get a lot of value out of hearing how I coach the other people that are involved as well. So I think that would be easy and fun, enjoyable, great for me, great for my guests, great for my audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that situation that you brought up with scheduling is definitely something I'll have to consider. I wonder if just scheduling in advance might be the solution to that. So that um, it, when people come on oh, to yeah. the podcast, they know maybe we book a month in advance. Yeah, that could be it. That would that would be it. Yeah. And then you can just put an email out to your audience and say, hey, on this day, we're having this training. Like yeah. for mine, I do every other Wednesday or mm -hmm. yeah, the first and third Wednesday. If it's not a weird month, I sometimes do three. Um, so we have I do either solos, which is Q&A. People come in like office hours or I have a guest on and we're talking about a specific topic. I haven't had anybody have a problem with that lately. So you may not have, you may not run into it uh, that often. So I just say, hey, I, I do it every, every other Wednesday. So pick one of these Wednesdays in yeah. the future and yeah. it works. And I think if you maybe come with that frame, you may have to, you may have better chances, you know, mm -hmm. of not having to worry about moving the guests or the, or the, the call. So it definitely could work just that one logistical issue, but that might, yeah, I'd be curious to see um, how a, one-time product versus a $97 a month product would work. Those would be great entry points into your higher ticket offers. And it helps you monetize what you're doing with the podcast. Yeah. And it helps with just continuing to practice what I preach. The first step in my process is really getting much more clear on your ideal client and getting your leads better qualified before you or your sales team gets on the call. And I'm really good at that in my own business, but I think adding one or both of these could help tighten that even more in my own business. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention the hot seat strategy that that seat hot seat coaching you mentioned could be either a benefit to being in the membership okay. or it can be an open end legion funnel. Yeah. Um, like Pat Flynn's ask, um, ask Pat was thousand yeah. episodes deep. I don't think he sold any of those people just because Pat's a, a great dude and he's got a huge business already, but yeah, I know him personally. He is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so he, uh, he had me on a few times too, which was fun, but you could do that. That's totally and a great way to do it, especially if this is a hungry market sales training. Um, just setting up a clean opt-in funnel. Mm -hmm. that's like name, email, phone number. What's the what's the one question we're going to spend 15, 15 minutes on? We actually had a client do over 10 grand with this strategy last year. Um, they just had like a dead podcast and a list. Um, and they're like, how do we make money with this? And we just ran the strategy. It's great for high ticket coaches like yourself, right? So yeah. anybody doing coaching consulting, this is a great tack on strategy. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just for you, I don't know where it would lead. You, you could lead it to the low ticket thing. Like afterwards, like, hey, like you can probably just give them like, hey, I can I can coach you. You can do the mid ticket or you can do this. Like if if you feel like, hey, I can really help you with this problem, it's just kind of up to you. So okay. so yeah, there's, there's like, because it leads to obvious the obvious next step, which would be an engagement of some sort. Mo mm -hmm. Most times, not all the time, but most times. I um, would probably want to run it to the community. Just I'm really working on continuing to leverage my time. Yeah. Right. So if I get people into the community, then I can get a sense of them over a little bit of time. And then if it feels appropriate, I can make them an offer. I've become, I've always been discerning about who I work with, but I feel like each year that passes, I'm getting more and more discerning about <laughs> who I want to work with. <laughs> yeah. You and I both. Yes. <laughs> you and I both. 
I just have this rule in my own business and it's what I teach my own clients. Like every client that you work with, you should enjoy working with and it should feel fun to work with them. Should be an enjoyable experience and we shouldn't work with clients that cause us headaches or make us feel very stressed out. That's a great rule to have. Um, yep. That has been a season of learning. That's a, see, I think it's, it's something as you get older or get do more work with more and more clients, you realize which ones you want to work with, which ones are not, yep. just not your flavor. Yep. So, so I totally get that. Yeah. With the podcast, what are the questions do we have? Any other best practices with leveraging the interviews and getting actually supporting people to get them out in front of their own audiences? Any other thoughts or experiences you've had with that would be helpful. One thing that I have been doing that I didn't share with you yet is I'm taking the extra time to do an interview prep session first, mm -hmm. and I'm attempting to get the episode to work really well for the guest so they can also use it for lead generation. Right. So my hope is that as we get the show relaunched, that that will increase their motivation to be willing yep. to share the episode because it's going to directly benefit them as well. That is a great idea. When you said that question, I think it always comes down to, you can do a lot more with the interview and I have seen people do it. It just comes down to time and resources. Meaning yeah. if we're going to do more, I haven't found a way to like do it without expending extra resources, either financially or time-wise. So, and that's always the rub where people are like, I want to do more of this interview, but I'm like, you have to spend either more money or more time. Yeah. So <laughs> it depends on how much you want to invest into this. So mm -hmm. that example you made right there, like doing like a 15, 20 minute planning session, I think is brilliant. Um, because now the guest is incentivized to show up and they have to actually like put forth effort before just showing up on an interview mm -hmm. and just winging it. Right. Yep. So, um, that's a great one. The other one I would look at is, and this is, this is a strategy. You don't have to use all every episode, but like, what kind of thing can you give away to the audience or to either their audience or give away to you know, your audience, right? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they have a free book that makes sense for them to like to share it with one to five people, like give them a signed copy. So there's all types of opportunities there to give away something on the interview. You can mm -hmm. incentivize like sub subscribes. You can incentivize reviews. You can say, hey, like I've had, we've had clients who they make a funnel for every episode, like a mm -hmm. copy and paste, like click funnels thing. Uh huh. Um, it just, you just, again, it's going to take, it, it gets level. There's layers to the complexity we can get. Um, in terms of- I prefer simplicity in my business. Yeah, I, I, I figured, yeah. Um, so in terms of keeping it simple and, and using that, I think what you have now is good and I would want to test it before adding anything else. Okay. The, the thing I think of, one simple way to maximize just relationships is keep a Rolodex of these people. Um, and as you go to roll out new products or services, this would be your people who would reach out to if you ever want to do some kind of cross promotion or an affiliate promotion of some yep. sort, right? So these guests are a lot of, there's a lot of value in these people. Mm -hmm. um, so keeping a list or cultivating a list of like the last 50 guests you've had could be useful, especially if you keep in contact with them or just keep tabs on them. Mm -hmm. So like what I had before was like a spreadsheet of all the guests that we've had on. And then mm -hmm. if I were to go were, roll out a product or had questions on something, I would use that network for multiple things. So in your opinion, would it make sense to do a test of a low ticket product, like $97, mm -hmm. 
and the community and see which one performs better? Or do you think it would make more sense for me to just pick one of those and go with it? If you can test market it, great. Like if you have a list that you can test market it, mm-hmm. I would just do, I would look at just like talking, either talking to clients, but then sending out an email and then seeing the engagement rate of those <laughs> okay. to say like, hey, like we're, we're launching, you know, we're launching a $97 product. It's going to be this. And then saying like the first 20 people will get it for $47, just reply back if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And then that way they have like a fast action bonus to, to actually take you up on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you say it's, it's one nine nine and then say for the first 20, it's 97. So you get your price point so that you can always keep it like that. But that's, that's kind of something I learned from Justin Demers on low ticket from, um, it's called low ticket magic is a whole program around that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of what he teaches in Facebook groups or if, if with Facebook using that kind of strategy, like I'm thinking of launching this workshop, it's going to be $27, but it's going to be $7 to the first 20 people who's in. So gotcha. yeah, that's what I would do to test the low ticket. But I think um, it's going to be harder. The community is always harder because you have to keep on pumping things out, right? Or else people are going to be looking at like, why am I here? Why am I spending $97 a month? So for me, the easier route um, that you can still qualify clients with is going to be the one-time $97 price point. Mm-hmm. I could see having both and and that working really well, but needing a very clear strategy. So that way it makes sense for me and my audience. Yeah. Yeah. And the the weight of building a sales page, checkouts, email mm-hmm. automations, mm-hmm. all of that for some people depending on who it is on your team's capability is, or if it's just you doing it can take, I've seen people do it in hours. And I've seen people take three weeks on it um, or a month. Yeah. So, I just have my team do that part. That's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So as long as you, you have the um, execution ability to build out, say uh, the, the product, um, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I would I, personally, I would test a $97 one-time product. And then all those people that get in there, I would then upsell them into a membership. Like if they've gotten tremendous value at a lower price point. That makes sense. I will play around with that. I think that's a, that's a good way to even warm people up for the community anyway. Yeah. And it's quicker and easier for me to just put a little product together and get that going. Yeah. And then from there, if I want to sell people into a community. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what I've seen other creators do is convert that into a community. Um, yeah. It's worked pretty well. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Anything else um, around, yeah, just monetizing this podcast, which sounds like a really cool idea. I'm excited with the direction you're taking it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. I don't think I have any other questions right now, but I'd love to report back how it's going and then maybe yeah. go to when it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that too. We'll do a part two in a couple of months from now and just see what worked, what didn't, and then come back to the drawing board. Awesome. That sounds great. I appreciate all your insight and feedback. Thank you. Cool. Thanks so much, Marielle. And for those who were interested in reaching out to you, what would be the best place for them to go? Uh, best place is to go to either LinkedIn or to my website, which is M-A-R-I-E-L-D-I-A-Z.com. Yep. Marieldiaz.com. And she, we're not related before I had that conversation. We are not. <laughs> we're both Diaz's, but we're not related. But um, but yeah, Marieldiaz.com and we'll link it in the show notes. So Marielle, thanks for being here. Appreciate your yeah, time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hey, Lewis again. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you took something away that's going to help you on your journey towards launching a top ranking podcast that get 100,000 listeners or more. 
ideally more. Now, remember the focus of this show is to help business owners launch podcasts that add more profit to their bottom line and more authority and credibility to their name. That's what we're about here on this podcast. Now, if that's you and you want help launching your podcast and getting it to rank in the top 100 of your category or your money back, then maybe my team and I can help you. But hold on. I do not want you to take my word for it. We all know that you can go on YouTube and learn how to launch a podcast. You can hire a million different companies and freelancers and consultants to help you. So I'd rather you hear from other business owners just like you who have gone through our process, gotten the results, and love what they have built. Check it out. Once I hired Lewis, he helped organize the entire show, the pre-launch, the contest. We had an epic contest, which is all Lewis is masterminding and uh, his whole organization of how to do that. We had over 107,000 entries into this contest. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't think twice because the investment is worth tenfold, not two or threefold, tenfold, tenfold for what you invest with Lewis. Only a matter of a few weeks, the podcast got launched. They also supported me through the entire launching process, how to communicate with my audience to maximize the results. And when it did launch within a few days, uh, we made it to the top 50 in two different countries. Uh, we get about 25,000 downloads a month and the podcast has literally completely changed my business. My podcast right now has 10X my business and that's not an exaggeration. When I started working with Lewis, I was making about 40K a month. Right now my business is making $400,000 a month and I credit a lot of that to the podcast. And then when they listen to one episode of the podcast, they'll listen to another episode of the podcast and then that cold lead will turn into a warm lead that turns into a hot lead that becomes my customer. Right now I have 775 active clients and a lot of those people found us because of the podcast. Luis Diaz is the man. He knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to starting a podcast. He knows exactly what he's talking about in terms of getting your podcast to 100,000 downloads. Because right now my podcast has over 225,000 downloads and it's been about a year and seven months. I didn't just want to do a podcast. I wanted to do it the right way. We are at number two in the parenting category of Apple Podcasts the week that we launched. We're now hanging tight in the top 25. Could not have done any of this without your assistance, Lewis. Literally, I keep asking Lewis, like, how can I give you more money? Like, what else can we do together? Because literally working with you has changed my life. It's changed my podcast. It's bigger than that. It's changed my business. Lewis Diaz, badass podcast growth expert. 